In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear family, it is good to see you all here today. I'm sorry I couldn't be here last week. It is good to be back. It's good to see you all here on this day, the first Saturday, our devotion to our Blessed Mother. Also a day when, at least in the ordinary, right, we celebrate the feast day of Mother Teresa, the saintly example of St. Teresa of Calcutta. So on this day, on this day, as we continue through these tumultuous times, let us ponder the difference between the good example of holy saints, such as St. Teresa of Calcutta, whose example leads us to heaven. That's why, that's why we call them saints versus the bad example of the unholy, the godless, whose example obviously doesn't lead us to heaven, leads us to hell. Who are we gonna follow? This actually is an an important spiritual exercise to ponder the difference between godly saints and godless heathens. Because each one of us must choose, as you know, every single day which one we are going to be that day. Are we going to be saintly or or are we going to be ungodly? We have to choose each day. That's not my opinion. You hear me say that all the time. It's not my opinion. Jesus, the Lord, said it, quote, if anyone chooses, you know this, you know this by heart, if anyone chooses to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So I was just pondering this morning, I thought, of the family, that does, you know, that does not happen by accident. It's, it's not like, oh, we go through the day, and about halfway through, we notice, hey, what's this thing on my back? Good Lord, it's a cross. No wonder my back was getting sore. That's not the way it works. It's not an accident we discover. It's a choice. We have to choose. We have to choose to take up, to pick up that cross, our cross, and and carry that cross daily and actually follow Jesus. Well, at least we have to if we want to be a disciple of his. He said it. That's why we celebrate the holy lives of saints and martyrs so that we may learn from their holy example. We can be inculcated with their holy example so that we as a family, as one family, we we come together and know and understand what it means to be a holy example, what it means to be ultimately Catholic. It also is why we point out, why we do point out, we don't ignore this fact, we point out the godless lives of the godless amongst us, be they merely godless or be they Judases, so that we may learn from their unholy and godless examples what it means to not be Catholic. Listen, if I've never said it, if you didn't have a shepherd of the church saying to you, hey, be like this, St. Teresa, don't be like this. 
Name a name so we can put a name, we can put a face, we can put a conduct on what we're not to be like. If, if the shepherds don't lead you in that way, what are, you, are you supposed to be left to your own devices? Is that the job of a shepherd or is he supposed to say, hey, follow this, don't follow that? Your family's so. Now is a good time to point out then that there is a godless lie though that has poisoned our culture. It used to be called political correctness. I remember this quote very well. It is political correctness, as Father Crappie once said, something from the bowels of hell. It's not from heaven. And now, now we're living in this. It's like this has been, like if it's been shot up with bodybuilding steroids, you know what that looks like. It has morphed into, now it's become speaking the truth is now hate speech. I mentioned to somebody the other day, I think my sign, next sign we put out there, I mean, they say, God bless our police and firemen, and I mean it. Next sign I put out there is, is truth is not hate speech. But that's what it's become now. That's what's become in our culture. And God forbid we use any of those triggering words that will send the lemmings scurrying for their safe spaces and Crayolas. I was pondering that this morning. I thought, that should be kind of funny, dear family, to see the patheticness of those lemmings scurrying for their safe spaces in Crayolas if their godlessness were not doing so much damage to those who are striving to be holy and faithful and pick up their crosses daily and following our Lord. Dear family, just until that sign gets out there, just keep it at the forefront of your mind that truth is not hate speech. Yet it is staggering to see that political correctness now has gone even beyond merely avoiding triggering words and beyond the baseless allegation that truth is hate speech into what we now know as the cancel culture. It has taken the final step from mere vilification for speaking the truth to its cancellation. And that, dear family, is the end result of the Russian error our Blessed Mother warned us about. The socialist rulers in the government in Russia canceled, a polite way of putting it, canceled anyone who spoke the truth against them. And by canceled, then I mean executed. Yes, Virginia, there is, that is the end game of every socialist. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, what's it, what's it called? It's attributed to Lenin, um, useful idiots. A lot of people don't even know what, they're, what the end game is, but it's, a, it's our duty to know what it is. The, the end game of every socialist. Just look at, it's not like we don't have evidence. It's not like we can't figure it out if we're at least paying attention. Look at the rising symbol of the riders, looters, burners, and shooters in Portland. It's the guillotine. It's showing up all over the streets of Portland. We're shooting, by the way, this, this year now are up to 488, almost double since last year. Why? Because they have such godless violence going on. But you remember where that whole symbol of the guillotine came from. It used to slaughter over 17,000 people during the socialist French Revolution. The revolutionary authorities, of course, we know this, suppressed the church, confiscated the churches, they exiled over 30,000 priests and executed hundreds more. They executed nuns and sisters too. That's what socialists do. 
They cancel them in any way, shape, or form they can. There are no limits to godless socialist revolutionaries with guillotines in their hands. We should tremble about the fact that it's showing up. Not, they, they did it in Washington, D.C. They put uh, effigy of Trump under a guillotine. So can we really wonder what the end game is of the Russian error we see in everything going on around us? This is what our blessed mother, who's, who's, who we venerate today, who we honor today on this first Saturday. It's what she warned us about. We see it in everything going on around us. That's why it's so good to be Catholic, to be able to, to, to come here on a Saturday, on the first Saturday, and receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of her son, to be nourished, to be strengthened in grace so that we can be a witness out there amidst all the godlessness. It is so good to be Catholic, especially in these times of tumult, in, in times of godless fear, in times of trouble and danger. So good to be Catholic. We have a saint for every moment of tumults, fear, trouble, and danger. We have martyrs for every day we face tumult, fear, trouble, and danger. By the way, I looked up the definition of tumult this morning just to be sure I was using it correctly. And this is, this is what it said. Listen, tumult, a loud, confused noise, especially one caused by a large mass of people. It doesn't that exactly... Describe what we have been seeing in the rioting, looting, burning, and shooting. Tumult, in a word. Tumult that causes fear, intended to instill fear, intended to cancel the voice of opposition. Tumult that causes trouble. Tumult that puts us all in danger. Dear family, our greatest saints and martyrs are those who faced the greatest tumults, overcame the greatest fear, or trouble, or danger. So here on this first Saturday, our blessed mother certainly faced it. She had to run off to Egypt. Joseph had to get her up in the middle of the night. She was facing danger, overcame it. On this first Saturday where we honor the mother of God with our devotion to she who is our own blessed mother. We heard it in the gospel. Son, behold your mother. And that, in those words, our Lord gave her to every one of us, our mother. So on this first Saturday, let us also celebrate the life of the great St. Teresa of Calcutta, Mother Teresa. As you bring to mind incredible examples of that saint's life regarding holiness and piety, sacrificial service that puts most people to shame, even sacrifice under white martyrdom. You know, you you've, you've certainly have heard the 50 years she went without consolation. That's daily white martyrdom. Talk about picking up your cross and carrying it every day. 50 years. There's something you might not know. But her white martyrdom. As we all know, godless people oppose her. But what you might not know is she also had Judases amongst her own order. Here's one stunning example of her holiness versus the Judas. Her home was based in Calcutta where, I just confirmed it again this morning, the average annual temperature in Calcutta is 80 degrees. So that's the year-round average. The average in the summer is in the 90s and of course it soars above that from time to time. It's hot. 
Nevertheless, St. Teresa refused to allow air conditioning in her convents. Why? Because she understood human nature. She, she said that if it got comfortable inside the convent, well, then the sisters would not want to go outside the convent to serve, to serve the poorest of the poor, to serve the sick and dying on the steamy, hot, dirty streets of Calcutta. She understood that. She understood human nature. So what a glorious example of mortification. Maybe I need to take a lesson. We just for the first time put a little air conditioner. It gets hot in there. Inside this actually, especially, you know, when you're dressed like this. Yeah. That's why she's a saint. I'm not. What a glorious example of mortification. What a blessed example of choosing daily to pick up her cross daily. What a glorious example. That is what she and most of her sisters did every day. However, there actually were Judases amongst her. Some of her own sisters fought her. I personally spoke to one-on-one -on -one, to one of the most holiest spiritual directors in the United States, a priest renowned, it's kind of scary for me, for reading souls. I remember thinking to myself, I said to God, okay, he's gonna read my soul. Tell him to send me home. If, he, if you don't want me here, it was, a, it was a scary moment. He was a priest renowned for reading souls, a priest who was over there in Calcutta amidst an annual retreat, a priest then who personally saw the lead Judas amongst Mother Teresa's sisters, saw her amongst the sisters, gathered to herself a bunch of other little Judases, and while Mother Teresa was trying to speak to her sisters, one of the things she also didn't allow, she didn't allow a nice sound system like we have here. She just spoke with her voice, which meant that, just think of how Jesus did. He didn't have one of these fancy things. No, they had to gather the, the, the troops. He had to gather the disciples all around him and speak to them. Well, that's what Mother Teresa was doing. She gathered the sisters, but this group of this Judas and her little Judases with her, while Mother Teresa was trying to speak, these Judases turned their chairs around, turned their backs to St. Teresa of Calcutta, and talked loudly and laughed and created a disturbance in the midst of it all, drowning out for the other sisters who wanted to listen and may have it difficult for them to hear. The spiritual director saw it with his own eyes. Your family, if there was a Judas at Jesus' table, if there were Judases at Mother Teresa's, at St. Teresa of Calcutta's table, why or oh why do so many not understand that there are Judases at ours? So dear family, on this day when we venerate the Holy Mother of God, Mary, Mary, on this day when we honor the great Saint Teresa of Calcutta, let us ponder then the difference between the good example of holy saints such as Mother Teresa, whose example leads us to heaven, whose example encourages us, yes, pick up your cross, figure it out, pick it up daily,
carry it daily, not by accident, by intention. Let's ponder the difference between such good examples as holy saints as Mother Teresa and then the bad example of the unholy, the godless, like Judas amongst us, whose example leads us to hell. And then, and then again, one last time, for good measure, let us choose to follow the holy saints and pick up our crosses daily like they did and follow Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.